here you got Ringo Grego Coach Tony man how have you guys been man it's been a while since I've seen you I know man it's been a minute yeah man Mr. Ice Cream Man you know I'm doing all right man. yeah man hey Ice Cream Man say what's up to y'all man robot say where your boys at I'm not gonna lie I've been back to your hood you didn't even know it man <laughs> yeah, yeah, even- <laughs> <laughs> have you coming back bro hey, man, I told you man get you right. man he's a mo man get you right man someone asked me the other day uh, I saw it on Facebook, like, how come, of course, you got the ice cream, man, that comes around the neighborhood. Well, how come you don't see no, no taco trucks come to the neighborhood? Cause they would have cleaned up, up around most of these parts. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Especially true. this time of year, man. It's very true, because like, I don't know if you need the same licenses of ice cream as you need to sell. Licenses? <laughs> licenses? Look, I watched the shop. <laughs> all right? You know, Brandon had to get that license for that taco truck. Okay. Licenses. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm caught up on the shot, and like I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, this Sunday, the season finale. I'm like, yeah, that, that like I said, it's, 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 it's been good this season. I like guess it's, it's a whole lot better than it was last season. Mm-hmm. Did you see when they see us? No. Okay, Whoa. Listen, Whoa, I'm going listen, deep already. Listen, I'm, hey, one those, I'm one of those people. I'm like, I don't like real little real thrillers. <laughs> <laughs> Shit that really yeah. actually. So you, you didn't watch Eyes on the Prize or anything growing I up? Watch us. <laughs> <laughs> so I I was up Saturday night and yeah like I I watched it all the way through and I was like man listen there's a lot there's a lot of shit within our criminal justice system that just needs a shit ton of work. But and please it, teach your kids, lawyer up at all times. Don't say nothing. Lawyer up. Lawyer up and don't leave your kids. Yep. No, but even like, even like, you know, I know about, I've read about the story back in school. It was just people not knowing the legal system. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. they were, right. I mean, the, the police were lying to those kids' parents. Like, yep. if like they admit that they raped this girl, yep. you guys can just go home with a slap on the wrist. And, and that, and that. And like, if you listen, the when you, when I you will say, say this that shit though. out loud, it's like, admit that I raped someone. What? Yeah, like. That part right there, it's like, yeah, where, where's the common sense there? Yeah. But don't, but the, so, I, I would say even, like, when I watch First 48, I'm watching these dudes on the interviews. I'm like, dude, don't say shit till your lawyer shows up. Don't say. But, we all watch The Wire. But that's, <laughs> that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. Nobody watched The Wire. That's the problem. That's, that's the problem. how savvy some of these detectives are, man. They're, they're like, yeah, so, you know, tell me what happened when you shot her. No, I know. But, you know, so it's, it's but, like, but that's the thing about it is us as parents, like, you got to get to your your kids soon. Mm-hmm. Like, at the ages 10, 11, 12, and kind of, and it, it sucks, especially being kids of color nowadays. Mm-hmm. You gotta get to them soon to let them know about the processes within the legal system, what their rights are. You know, yep. and that, that's a scary thing. You know, especially you know for black kids and Latino kids. You know, especially you know, of course that's up, that was up in New York. You know, where they basically had a a policy of you know targeting um, people of color up there. You know, stop and frisk and everything mm-hmm. and all that, and. Like, just like how you said, you know, you like kids have to be schooled sooner rather than later because, yep. yeah. you know, there's a lot of st- but they're, it, they're, they're, they're getting targeted, basically, yeah, you know, but, you know, let's, yeah, we are the political podcast today. <laughs> My bad. They don't really teach civics anymore. So people nah. don't understand the law. They don't, understand they don't teach math. They don't teach history. Yeah, you know, they, no they, art. No P.E. Yeah, they teach you how to. So what are we learning in school? 
Man, what, we just what? went down five, six subjects that did not teach anymore what we learned in school. There, there we, is we, so- we learn how to take a test. Mm-hmm. They, they test. They basically teach you the answers to a test. You take the test, and that's how the teacher keeps their job. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I apologize. There's some, some uh, rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, like I said, for everyone out there, you know, just educate your kids as soon as possible because, you know, you, you never know who's trying to get take advantage of of your children, whether they have good intentions or bad intentions. Because, you know, when you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> so, I'm going to flip the script. I just caught up on all the new Black Mirror episodes. Did y'all catch that yet? I haven't yet, man. I, I, I just got, I, I got, I got Netflix plug. soccer to watch. There's too to much watch soccer. TV. There's too much Netflix going on. There's so much going on right now. So it's much. weird, man. It's like, you know, the seasons might be over, but now that we have them like four you know, different competitions you know going what, on right now. You so. know what annoyed me? Is that what with all that soccer Greg? going on? What annoyed you? They Greg? still have MLS games. I was like, dude, take a fucking break. Take a fucking <laughs> break. Worse than MLS. I was like, what are we doing? Just sit down. Take a break. Yeah. Take like, a break. Take your break. Do your U.S. Open Cup games, and just chill out. You know, like let let, let everybody else you know ha, ha, we, have their have their we fun. Got to finish the season by Labor Day, so it's like. God damn. God damn. So, but like, basically, but we were talking, man. It's been a while, like. You guys, we had a friendly here. In yeah, Atlanta. last week, Mexico, Venezuela. Yeah, that was you the know, real turnout. The, the return of Tata. Tata. You know, Tata going crazy. And, and then and Joseph crazy. playing for the national team here. Yeah, Not Venezuela. getting a start. Yeah. But that's the thing, though, because, like, like the, the guy that's in front of him, like, he's basically like their – oh, he became their all-time leading scorer. So, it's like – that says a lot about it, – it, it, of course, we're going to go into the U.S. very shortly. But, you know – it's crazy how Venezuela has never qualified for a World Cup. Mm-hmm. Never. They, the closest they got to the uh, to a Cup of America was like back in I think two thousand. Look who's in their region. <laughs> no, no, two thousand nine. Look who uh, they got playing against, man. Uh, they um, two thousand seven. They got to the semifinals, and but yeah, other than that, they have, like they're basically doormats within that within that region. And Brazil, they, Argentina, Uruguay. I mean, that's all you gotta say right there. Yeah, uh, Colombia, I mean, Colombia, and Colombia. And then you can go into Paraguay over the years too. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always going to be a tough match for them. But it, it, so when is you know, when I went to that game, what? I came dressed up in the my L tree mm-hmm. to Disgust. throw back. Disgusting. And I'm gonna tell you why. Really. Why? And I, I, I wore it with pride. Yeah, I'm glad you did. And and this can also go into you know this might also segue into our discussion with U.S. soccer in general. But mm-hmm. growing up here in the states. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were watching soccer on TV, guess who I saw more of? The Mexican national team. Yeah. And Mexican, the Mexican league. So, especially when I was a Campos fan, bruh, I was supporting El Tri. It was easier to support a Mexican, you know, soccer than it was the U.S. It was, was so much easier to watch Mexico soccer than it who, was the U.S. Who was uh, your, your club? Uh, back then, it was Pumas because at the time, you know, Jorge was playing for them. Mm-hmm. So, I was a Pumas fan at the time. And, um... You know, he bounced around and when he finally came to the Galaxy, you know, yeah. wherever he went, that's who I was a fan of at the time. So, but yeah, back then in the Mexican League, I was a Pumas fan. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my uh, my cousin's boyfriend, he was uh, uh, coming up from 
from downtown up by the stadium. He was like talking about like how lit it was um, around the stadium. It was like I, I I didn't get a chance to go because I was you know sleep. But um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just gotta be watched. Yeah. That's okay. It hits you. It hits you. But I didn't say them. But uh, he's got that Popeyes so chicken sandwich. Copa America right. kicks off on June fourteenth. So they got. So that's this weekend, yeah. But let me tell you, let me tell you, like that that match yeah, was, tell me about the it was interesting. The atmosphere was like so. First, first of all, nobody knew what time the game was going to kick off. <laughs> I'm not even lying because so on the ticket it said eight thirty. You went online, one place said ten o'clock. Right. Like on Google, it said ten o'clock. You went on ESPN, it said nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And all the different media outlets all had different times. And so this whole time, I'm like. What kind of shit is this? Is this the Caribbean soccer league that I'm dealing with? Like, I don't know what time kickoff is. And everybody's in there. So, and then we had the, you know, we had the eight coaches from Leeds, England here too. So I'm trying to tell them what time to be there. And this now I was like, you know what? Just show up. I'm sure there's a game be played at some point. <laughs> so, yeah. it, it'll be around here. You know, we'll figure it out. So that was the other thing. And and here's the other part that was interesting about it. And so obviously, huge Mexican. I mean, like 90 percent Mexican crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing was interesting that, you know, obviously it was advertised within, you know, the Spanish-speaking culture here, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was advertised at all to the English-speaking culture. Not I didn't really. see it at all Not in really. the media. I didn't know about it until somebody at work posted about it. And then that it, was it, reflected at the game mm-hmm. because you saw all Mexican and Hispanic crowd, right. but the, like, 10 to 12, you know, others that I saw there – they st- I think they just stumbled upon the match too. Like, yeah. And I, they, I, they blocked off two thirds of the 300 section. Because mm-hmm. originally, my tickets were for the 300 section. When we got up there, they was like, you know what? We're cutting off this. Here's tickets to the 101 section. So they gave us free oh, tickets to 101. That was a good upgrade. Hell yeah, it was an upgrade. Because I, I, I think like, unless you already get like Atlantic United um, emails, yeah, it was probably. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, if, you, if you didn't get those emails, then outside of that, I don't think there was any no. advertising to mm-hmm. the English speaking crowd. But otherwise, as far as that's always a a real interesting thing there, because I think that, you know, it's interesting how they segregate, you know, the marketing there. They literally go. We're just going to have all all of our fans. Right. Right. The the atmosphere was, you know, it was crazy, of course. Um, You know, of course, I I put it on my IG story. You know, I'm not a fan of the wave at soccer matches. I'm sorry. It's just me. Y'all can kill me. Say I'm anti. I'm just whatever. I don't when, care. When, well, you know what though? Listen, the, 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 the wave, wave starts flowing. The no. wave is technically Mexican. So I, I, I'll let them no, have. there's no. Actually, look at look it up. There's no. There's no origin. There's no, no origin. They don't, not they don't want to claim it. Said like, nah. <laughs> it probably started in like the Pacific. There's, <laughs> there's no. Speaking of which, there was like cheerleaders in California who did it at a football game back in the seventies. They're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's like no one knows. Nobody knows. It was Roscoe. But Jenkins. I still stand. But I refuse to do the wave ass argument. That's that's your problem. How is that my problem? It's un-American. I'm not. I'm it, sorry. It's un-American. Dude. I was brought to this country. <laughs> you were born in America. Once, what did we talk about? There's no civics taught in school. <laughs> Exhibit A. Damn it, <laughs> man. No, but but, but the atmosphere though, like yeah. it was, it was good. There's there's one thing like okay. You know, I was telling you I was going for the L tree and everything like that. My Mexican brothers and sisters, I love y'all, but we gotta stop doing the the punta during during the goal kicks. Like that's gotta stop. Like why? It's tradition. Oh, really? We're gonna do it just because <laughs> tradition. 
Why should we stop lynching, no, bro? I mean, Why should we stop lynching people? I mean, I mean, it's tradition. I mean, you walk Talk to the KKK. You, you, you walk in there in an L tree shirt. You might as well embrace it. Really? Is yeah. that what we're going with? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what would so what every would time, say? every time you you gonna wear a USA jersey and all the ignorant stuff that's been done over the years, you're gonna say, "Oh yeah, it's just tradition." Yeah. You, you, you go do, I believe. <laughs> You gonna do? I believe we will win. Honestly, we start doing a chant again because oh, that's God. the only way our men's oh, team is gonna get any fucking better. <laughs> see, I set you up on that. Yeah, you see, you I hope up. we, I hope we'll win. You it. Please, dunk that in there. So Mexico beat Venezuela three one, three one. Yeah. And oh well, first of all, Venezuela got that first goal, and it should have been. It looked like it was a cross. I can't remember old boy's name who scored it. Um, but anyway, he it looked like it was a cross, but that goal, yeah. beautiful, magnificent. Yeah, he definitely didn't miss. So Mexico, but then Mexico looked, yeah, they looked they on look point. Good. I mean, like their favorites to win the gold cup. You saw that Hands Tata down. machine going, the high press, high energy. That's what moving between the lines. Tata going through has the channels. Style that young players want. To play. it, oh man, it was beautiful. And the crazy it's thing a, is the hubris of Tata Martino. He was allowed to bring in 40 players on his provisional roster. I know, dude. Ty, Ty said, yo, just give me 24. Dude. Well, and, but see, that's always been the formula for Mexican yeah. know, pools all the time. He's just like, mm, no, I'm going to do it a little bit different. Yeah, he was like, give me 24. Yeah. The problem is, though, he could only, if someone gets injured, he could only pull from that. Right, from that. So, set. if, yeah. like, they've already you had. You better fucks with them hard. Yeah, they've already had, I can't think of his name. The, the um, top player got hurt already. He's already down. So Tata has to pull like somebody he never thought would ever have to play. So it's like shit. Maybe I should have brought in some more players. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hubris on Tata. You know I trust the man. He, he brought us a championship here in the A. But oh, when you said we, I thought you were talking about L Tree We type of thing. No, no, you no, said, no, you, no, you, no, no, you, no. You <laughs> <laughs> said we, we Mar- L Tree We L Tree Shoot, I'm red blooded. We L Tree Nah. nah. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's a good transition, though. Let's talk about, you know, Mexico 1-3-1. We lost to Venezuela, not even a week later, 3-0. Yeah. You really want to do this one right now? Because y'all, y'all saw me on IG last week. Like, you know, I, 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 had, I had a little smoke. I yeah. had a little smoke. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's a problem, but it's really not a problem. A lot of the players that played in that match aren't. They're written in pencil. Like well, okay, okay, yes, yeah. Go, go, who, go, oh, go over the big names that are not there. Okay, so Pulisic's not there, right? Uh, Way is not there, right? Uh, uh, like Josie came in late. He came in after they scored three goals. Josie couldn't right. do anything. Josh right. Sargent not being missed on both teams. Josh Sargent, your boy Bradley. Maybe. But you know, unfortunately, right. Michael Bradley's still in the team because I don't know why. Okay. No, 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 no. Snubbed. As long as you're keeping Will Trap on this team, Michael Bradley has a spot. I'm sorry, that yeah. Will, Will, Tra- Will Trap is garbage. We were talking about we were talking about good players. We were talking about that. <laughs> so it's like you got to think about it. It's oh, like, hey, wait, wait, wait! And best goalkeeper in the MLS, who he got? Uh, I mean, like, did he just? Did he just what did he just uh, injured? Uh, we got to look at that one. We got to see. He stay, and that's the thing about so, it, he stay injured. But here, but here's the thing, because I, of course, I, I had my my rant on IG last week, and I did a little bit more reading and everything. So here's something that really just strikes a real nerve with me. Uh, of course, you have Will Trap. Uh, well, let's, let's go back. Greg Bohalter came from Columbus Crew. Mm-hmm. His captain was Will Trap. Yep. Past two fr- friendlies, who's been captain? Trap. Will Trap. Yep. Guy who really should not be starting whatsoever on a national he's, team. He's not quality. Uh, yep. You take uh, Jesse's artist. 
you know, he's been, like he he did. He can't. He was a comeback player of the year last year with um with the crew. Yeah. For the most part, this yeah. season he's been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's out there. He's boring. He's out there. He's a boring striker. There's more. Boring. You know what? There's more flair to his haircut than there is to his game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And instead of you know putting some time in and investing in Josh Damn, Sargent, I sound like an old man on that comment, didn't I? I mean, you you are bald, so there is that. <laughs> But you. <laughs> you, you had you had Josh Sargent who you said, okay, we're not going to put him on the U20 World Cup team. We're going to, you know, have him over here with the senior team. Mm-hmm. And then you say, you know what, he, he's not good enough for this team either. So basically you had a top prospect said, you know what, just basically just drop it through the cracks. And that's something that's always been a very bad habit with the national team. Then I, I, I go a step further. I found out that because you remember Omar Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. You know, Where did he go? He uh, he went to he went to Mexico. Of course, he's about yeah, once the Girl Cup is over, he's coming back he's to coming um, back. the MLS, going to Toronto. Yeah. Kind of find out. Guess was guess who was his roommate? His uh, first couple years in the league. Who's Burr that? Mm. Interesting. Grant, you know, after Trinidad and Tobago, you didn't you didn't see Omar Gonzalez for a hot minute in the wow. last team. But guess who's back now with with Burr uh, in charge? Omar. Mm-hmm. You know, and God, he's slow. And that's one of those things where it's like. You know, we always have a very bad habit of coaches who have their favorites. And I'm like, man, like, we are not in a position where we can play favorites. We need to be playing the best players possible. Well, every coach is going to have their favorites. Just we don't have good favorites. <laughs> I mean, because at least, like, with Klinsman, when he had Beckerman, Beckerman eventually stepped up. Well, and I'm like. I mean, know, every coach is going to have their favorite. But at the end of the day, it's whether if you have the talent. Yeah. You know, the, the we just don't have the talent. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There is no talent. I mean, we've missed two Olympics. Mm-hmm. We've missed the World Cup. Like, the U21 and the U20 tournaments, we continue. We can't make it deep in those tournaments. And Why? Well, no, no, no. Cause, uh, cause, our, cause, yes, our, 20, our, our U20 team, our U20, they, yeah. they made it to – but this yes, is the first – t- No, no, no. They're, they're the quarters. only – Quarterfinals, yeah. They're the only team that's that's made three straight – quarters the last couple years so like they're doing yeah. something just they're not the, getting over that no, hump. so that's the thing like our future are still teenagers like think about what we're saying there like, that's true our future is teenagers and that's and that's national, part of the issue our national team and the thing is they wait 400 days to sign Burr we should during that 400 days during 2018 we should have been fucking trying to figure this out he should have been doing the tinkering with these friendlies and that's because Arnie Stewart took forever to fucking sign no him, no no so no because I did, I did some more reading there it was Burr request to not t- to not join on until after the season was over. I'm like, either like, way, chicken like, or egg, bad no, decision. No, no, that's a horrible decision because like, cause basically, <laughs> basically, what you went up there is okay. You you start in January. You had the January camp. You had the March call ups, and and now you're here at the Gold Cup. That's nowhere near enough time to say okay, what is my team going to look like? You know, and try to actually expect to win this competition. Right. It- it, and, I mean, but no, that's that's the problem. Like, not to harp on the men's national team is. Oh, we can harp all day. You no, know, we don't need to. I, you know, I we we talked about we talked about Frank DeBoer, trusted process. So, like, give Burhalter a chance. Like, we gave we gave Klansman. We gave you think Klansman really? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we I gave, mean, he's German Klansman. We, yeah, it's awesome. You know, <laughs> we gave Klansman. You know, we two years before we started like judging him, we wanted to see what nah. he could build. 
Some people we, we had some we had some judgy ass mugs but, but, right away. Majority, majority of us, majority of the analysts were talking about let's give him a chance. Give Bert Holter a chance. Let him get some of these younger players up into his system. We gotta weed out some of these older guys. Well, so I yeah, I think that's a big thing with national teams in general, is like we we invest too much in players who have so many caps. And so when you get these players that have like hundred plus caps, I think that's a problem. It is. I it, mean, it, it, it is it, it, if not, you still have quality, that's one thing. But, we, but, but you're, you're, not not trusting, trusting, you're not trusting and developing the youth, yeah. though. That's the problem. Like, so, think about how many players we've missed, like, like in our, with our goalkeeper. Like, with a goalkeeper position alone. Yeah. So, like, I think just now. Just mm-hmm. now we're playing Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're playing, you know. But, but the thing about it is, like, he shouldn't be there either. Like, why aren't you calling him it? Because Burr just doesn't like him. I mean, but that, they, that's that's the problem, that's, man. It, it's emotional. That's how the United States. You play. you you, you can't you can't be emotional like that. Like that's why like I said. And the funny thing about that was that that's what people knocked about Clinsman that he wasn't emotional because like he basically he cut Donovan um, real cold. He cut Bucknegger real cold, mm-hmm. and it was like well, like he's been so important to us. Like hey, sometimes like especially with the national team, like you have to know okay, can this guy really cut it like that anymore? And and whether or not, but, um, you, you gotta think about our, you gotta think about our our defensive, uh, like like Aaron Long shouldn't be on the national team. Mm. He shouldn't be on the national team. I think that you know, given the run of form that the Red Bulls have had going back to last year, I think he, I think his spot is warranted. Uh, at the same time, I think that like one of course down here in Atlanta, the the one that everybody. Talks about this how Miles Robinson not making the team. And I think that you know if you had gone back in January when Burrard got the job, nobody was thinking about Miles Robinson. Nobody, nobody. We weren't a possible shot. Yeah, but but you know Miles. But no, let's talk about um, ah, what's his name in the Red Bulls, Jamaican national. You're talking about Derek, um, not Darren Maddox. Uh, not, he's not in New York. He uh, he, no, he uh, he had that spat with uh, Tito. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of anyway. Name. Yeah, like he's a Jamaican national, but he grew up here in the United States. So that mm-hmm. they, you know, there goes another player where we talk about like these kids that basically get overlooked in our system, and they're like, "Damn it, fuck it, I'll just go play where my parents are from." Yep. Hell yeah. And that's I mean, the problem. Like this Gold Cup, we could be overreacting. This mm-hmm. is just a tune-up match. All the players that's going to start in the Gold Cup, they weren't there in this tune-up match. We should, we will, we'll finish second like we always do. So and that's a that's a, that's an interesting thing there is because of course I've been back and forth with it on on social media the, the past over the past week and apparently there there's this sentiment that you know we'll just be able to just turn it on and say hey you know everything's good now we got Pulisic in there we got we got Bradley Please, we, we, lo- we um no, shit we we, it's gonna be a little bit harder because we lost uh, Tyler Adams he's not gonna yeah, be in, Ty- in well Tyler Adams is hurt but you know why I this think we'll be fine for the Gold Cup growing, right yep this is why we'll be fine for the Gold Cup. Mexico's on fire right now. Yep. yep. Jamaica's on fire right now. Yep. yep. Costa Rica. Costa, that, that Costa Rica. It's, it's they're it, they're what is it with the moon? They're waning. They're golden yeah. generation. Yeah. So they're, pretty much their average. Are they age, using all? I'm about to say is it all the older squad. It's all the older guys. They, yeah. Like so they didn't bring in any kids. Wow. Panama, similar story. No kids. Canada. Eh. You know what I mean? It's, so Canada, it's Canada's like so in a transition. I yeah. Think, as well. Yeah. Canada's going through a similar situation we're going through. It's like they have. But it goes back to where I talk about the, our home league. It's you see, we are developing Concacaf players 
to be very well and experienced players for their national team. For their national team, yeah. And when you look at our national team, where do our kids play? It's like they, they play on, you know, their their number two, number three choice on their MLS club if they play in MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they or they're play playing in the Bundesliga. Or if they're playing in another league, they're fucking on the bench or they're playing in the third division where they have to work part-time to play. You know what I mean? I so, think that, you know, for, for what – <laughs> got a construction job. Yeah, I think so, from what we're seeing right now, I think that what you what you have going on is you have a lot of prospects. Of course, you saw what happened with the U twenties. You had Soto, Weya, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what, what was the um, 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 the guy from Barcelona? Um, from Barcelona? Yes. I, um, oh yeah, what's his name? Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, Scheiße. Um, I'm having a hard time with it, but yes, like we have talent that's that's there, mm-hmm. but I think that of course they have to grow up and you know step up onto their club's uh, first teams and start getting regular action. And until that really happens, it's like okay, we're kind of in a holding pattern until yeah. we, until we see those those yeah. kids bear fruit. But that's what I'm saying. Think about how insane this sounds. We're waiting for teenagers to save our national. Program. But that's, but that's so thing, you're telling me you're you're telling me we have no faith in the U21s. Well, the U23 there's, is like, like there's no faith in the U23s. So there's two generations right there, Grego, that like there's no faith in. Is that I, what you're saying? I think that they're not ready for prime time. This so year. essentially, what you're telling me is Qatar's a, a wash. No, 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 no. Qatar's what? Two years from now? No, three, three years from now. Two, two yeah. and a half. Two, two yeah. Yeah. Like, we got time. We got time for the course. What, what time do, do? What time do we have? You just told me two generations are a wash. No, that's that's from the last two cycles. Of course, this cycle here is different. This cycle here was the U twenties. It's the same. You know what I mean? So it's no, no, like because no, like that's what no, I'm saying. No, it's no, a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up, back up, back up. Too optimistic. I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say that. I'm, I mean, not optimistic. I think that here, here's like I said. Let's let's back up a real second. 2014 cycle and 2018 cycle, we missed out on both the Olympics and that cycle. Most of those guys right now are like 23 to 28 right now. Mm-hmm. So basically you have guys who should be in their prime who aren't sniffing the national team at all. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's why you're having to wait on these teenagers to say, okay, like we need you guys to be ready sooner rather than later because we we can't rely on these guys like Terrence Boyd and Joe Jow, like guys like those, like okay, yeah, like you know, like like you have, like you had, you had a moment, and that moment's gone, and now you're saying, okay, like like these guys that are 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, can oh. you guys come to a point where you know you'll be ready to step in and and be ready for? Let me give you calls. the rosters on the U23. Let me okay. just give you the four. Let me give you the four. Let me give you guys the fours. All right, then we okay. can move on to something else. Oh, you know how I feel about the forwards. Look, U23s. Mm-hmm. Brooke Leon, Real Salt Lake. I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Right, Benji Michaels, Orlando. No idea who he is. Mm-hmm. Alfonso Chavez, Seattle Sounder. No idea who he is. Giovanni Reyna. I've heard uh, that's uh, uh He's not Cla- even playing for anybody. Yeah, it's Claudio so, Reyna's son. Yeah. So this is a, so these are U twenty threes. So th- these are the guys that are gonna potentially be our next forwards for the national team if something happens to the guys of part of our mi- our, our primary men's national team. No idea who any of those guys are. I, I can't trust these guys to score. I can't even say their names. <clears throat> 
So should I go to? Should I go? I'm just saying. No, you warming me up so we we talk about the women's team and then yeah, wrap something all together. Yeah, we can. Hey, so we can. You warming me up? Just look. We can transition that. There's a problem with the men's national team. There's a problem with USSMF. That we are not you developing. Threw some extra S's in there. I know S's. That's not that shit. S S R. This is highlights. This is highlights. Oh, that I won. Pre- yeah, appreciate we'll you. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> there we go. So, but no. So, like you know, this is the last statement I'll say on the the U.S. men's national team. Mm-hmm. You know, Burhalter is going to have to figure some things out. The Gold Cup is not the time to be tinkering with shit. <sighs> We have the Nations League. Nation League just started two years ago, so maybe that'd be our chance. That'd be our real team, right? When we do the Concacaf Nations League, you know because we can't fucking do anything ourselves here. We got to mirror fucking Europe. <laughs> I mean, Europe, Europe made it work, but of course, we're not Europe. That's the thing. We're, we're not we're like we don't have fifty something teams to work with, and you know, iron sharpens iron. Like, there's not enough iron here. You, get, you have us and Mexico. Our geography is too fucking big, man. It's not even so much that it's too back and big. It's, that's it's a that factor, it's, dude. it's too consolid, it's too consolidated. Like it's, like it's a factor. Like you, you look at the, the whole mass of the United States. Like you could fit about a good 10, 12 countries out of Europe in the entire United States. Mm-hmm. At, least, at least the lower forty eight. So, you know, if if you had like all independent countries, like if Georgia was its own state, Virginia was its own state, California was its own state, or they split up the six six counties like they wanted to, you know, you might have a different. Um, a different uh, pool to work with, but I think that um, you CONCACAF is in a lot of ways is its own worst enemy because everything, everyone's basically like doing their own thing, you know, where it's Mexico, Canada, Caribbean, no, everyone's, no one's on, on, on the same page with shit. And until we get on a relative, at least on the same chapter, you can have more to no. say. Yeah. I mean, we could we could do an episode on what's wrong with MLS, like. Well, I, I tell people all the time, like the issues with MLS aren't just with MLS; it's, it's an issue with Concacaf as a whole. No, Concacaf should grow a pair of balls and tell MLS, "Yo, get them the same schedule as everyone else." Yeah, right, right. But that goes back to what I just said: like everyone's <laughs> on their own page. If you don't have, if you can't at least get that, that's, then yeah, that's it, the thing. It's, it's more the same. That's right. So transition. We'll talk about the Women's World Cup just kicked off. Did you score today? I scored. Did you score? Oh, I scored. (laughs) Did you score? Memphis got a goal today. Yeah. She got a goal today. She got her first goal for the national team. Dare to dream, brother. She did dare to dream. Dare to dream, brother. So, the Women's World Cup. What's going on? Friends right now. So many games. Like I mean, we were just talking about like this this schedule. There's so much so let's talk footy about, going on. Yeah. I love it, but it's also it's hard to keep up with. It's a lot. So let's talk about like the matches that you watched this weekend. Kicked off on Friday. France mm-hmm. France kicked off against South Korea. Yep. Bit butchered them. Yep. You know. It was a tough game like that. At least, you know, South Korea didn't give up thirteen, you know, so yeah. <laughs> all they considered like, you know, hey, they did all right. But you know, I, I think that France definitely, you know, made their intentions clear very quickly that, you know, hey, like we're, we're we're playing we're playing for keeps here. I mean, all the favorites: France, England, Germany. You know, obviously, U.S. Today, they're all doing what they're supposed what they're expected supposed to, to do. do. I mean, the, the other interesting thing was to see like um, Spain because they had that young squad mm-hmm. coming through, and they uh, who did they play in that first game? South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. Exactly. I was like low key. South Africa was like 
They, they came to play. Oh, they yo South Africa gave them some work in the beginning, and made it difficult. But then I mean, but you saw the maturity of playing. That I think yeah, and they got tired too. You and know, they had some and it had some crazy calls. But you know, hey, that's okay. I mean, you know, everyone's going to Mark Mark Geiger School of, of refereeing. So you know, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So um, I mean the the name brands are doing what they're supposed to be doing right now. Um, there hasn't been really an upset yet. Um, no, not yet. Uh. Uh-uh. And so it's going to be interesting. I mean, this this stage is. You kind of yeah. all the predictions are gonna go as is type of thing, but it's gonna be interesting to see how U.S. does. And you know, yeah, I got my USA gear today on today, but I'm gonna be honest, and this goes into what I was saying as far as the men's team and going into the women's team right now. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope they don't do well. The women's, yeah. Why? This is the reason why. What? Like I'm cheering them on. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for what we are dealing with, with the issues within U.S. soccer mm-hmm. and the flawed systems that we have and the infrastructure on both well. sides. Let's go, bruh. Yeah. On both sides. It's one of those things. Like it, it makes me think of when uh, what Rick Ross saying that happened with my eyes. So he was like, he was glad that Donald Trump got elected, so we got destroy it before we can elevate. Yeah. Did we rebuild? I feel like right now, like but, as far as U.S. soccer goes, we need a scorched earth type of thing right it's now. It's not a priority for U.S. soccer right now. It's no, keeping no, those my, youth federations happy. So is the coffers? Can, no, yeah, what, right. is that so is the coffers? So, the fact that they have 151 million dollars in their coffers and they love to show that off. Yeah, that's and, 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 and haven't done shit with it. I see what you mean. Let it burn down until, but it ain't gonna happen though because. No, it's it, until kids stop signing up for soccer. That's when it's going to start hurting. But that's been happening too. But that's been happening. It hasn't. No, the the, hasn't the registration been. numbers have been going down. Where? Show me this that. So here's show me this that. Here's here's the thing. Show yes me this no. that. Here's is like one of those yes and no's. The thing about it is is as far as like you know the whole we can go into the pay to play system as well too. How that has messed up the system because you, at the end of the day, and I was talking about this with the the Leeds coaches today here in America. When a soccer player is going to aspire to play at next level, where are they dreaming to play at? Europe. Europe. Eh, wrong. Really? College. College. Oh, yeah. Huh. College. Well, are are they really thinking about that though? Or yes. or, or, or they're sticking Bro, I hear that on the front line. That's what we deal with on a regular basis. They trying to get scholarships on a regular basis. From Becky to Tyrone to Keisha. Jorge. Yeah, because you want to go to Tammy. I, I get it. To Jorge. They're trying to get a college scholarship. And what do we know about That's the college? And the college system is so freaking flawed within U.S. Right. soccer because how many months out of the year are they playing in college? Three. Three. And how many months are they not playing? Nine. Nine. So when you're in other countries and you're not playing to go to a college, you're trying to go pro, how many months out of the year are you playing? Twelve. About ten, <laughs> eleven, yeah. So that already has delayed us and stunted our growth within what we're trying to do as a system, as a as a national product, so and the reason why I say I, the reason why I say women's college because women's college is even more political mm-hmm. than the men's game. It is so political. It is like it kills me, and there's a reason why we don't see too many sisters on the on the national team where it could be way more. I, I had I had a matter of fact I got it had a debate earlier today. Matter of fact. Uh, with a guy, because I, I tell people all the time, like Allison Nair, you know, granted she had a sh- shout out today. I'm like, uh, Adriana France should be our starting Thank keeper. You. Thank you. And that, I mean, like these coaches with women's soccer, they get that. You talk about favorites. Yeah. You talk about favorites, you see even more within the women's game. And so that's why I said, like, I kind of, like, I'm, of course, I'm going to cheer them on. 
But at the same time, like if we bow out, like quarterfinals type of thing, or you know, you just want to see the world burn. <laughs> it's not even so much that. <laughs> it's, not even so, it's not even so much that. It's crazy. I'll say It's not even so much about seeing the world burn. It's that you know you you you've had Sunu Galati step down like a week after we failed to qualify for the Men's World Cup back in 2017. What has U.S. Soccer really done since Carlos Cordero got elected president? Open up a lot of futsal courts around the country. Uh, that was done by Target, first of all, too. And Target did it. But tar- you think that. Target just did it off the humbug? No. They probably took a recommendation from U.S. Soccer. Mm, well, if you yes. really want to get into the weeds of it, like Target was like, hey, we got some money. Where should we do it? And U.S. Soccer was like, hey, yeah, there's these uh, tennis courts that aren't being used. Yeah, go ahead in the hood and get these tennis but courts it, moving. It's something. It's, it's something. something. You gotta think about. It. You gotta start somewhere. Like, but there's no follow through. That's the thing. Read... There's no follow through as far as like the programming because you can have all these white listen. elephants all over the place. There's a, hey, listen, you know what a white listen, elephant is? Hey, culture, places. Culture. Listen to me. There's a book called Das Boot. It talks about how Germany, when they qual- they failed to qualify for the World Cup, they went through a rebuild. What they did is they built. They started by building futsal courts all around the country. They got soccer back into the schools. And then all of a sudden they did that. Next thing you know, Germany wins a World Cup. I, I'm not saying and, you and, can't and, build. Hold on, hold on. I'm not saying build pitches because obviously a, I come from a, a, a system of wanting to do that. But at the same time, just throwing them up in random places. Yes. It, like, it's, the thing is with the random places. We're throwing money yes, at the situation. The thing is they did, they're throwing money at the situation because they don't know how to start. U.S. soccer has been a suburban it's been a suburban product in this country since the 50s. Since the beginning, yeah. Since the 50s. Mm-hmm. So now that black and brown people in the urban areas now want to play the game, they're like, fuck, where do we build? Well, they always play this. Like I said, they, they don't go out there and say, okay, like, we're, they're not going out there and say, like, they're not spotting the next they, they have, player. They have always played, but unfortunately in our country we have a system that you have to join a particular league and spend a lot of money to make it to the national team. That's what I said. The the, the I mean, I mean, look at the NBA, AAU. You know, there is no kids that do not go through that system make it if to the league. If you really want to get funky with it, do you know that youth sports in America is a seventeen billion dollar? It is seventeen. It's billion. huge. It's not about developing kids. That's, <laughs> a, that's the biggest thing with youth soccer in America. It's not about so that's why I it's go back to what money. I originally said. So you wanted to fail? No, we're never no, going to fail. I'm the just, women's team will never fail. You no. know why? Why, please? Wait, you know why? Mm-hmm. Please, you know mm-hmm. why? Why, please? No, mm-hmm. you know, you know why they will fail? They will because they fail. Ooh, they six will pack not met. fail. Six pack met. <laughs> and this is the reason why because no, you, the, their success. England just no, started their spending success, money on their women's development. Thank you. That's my whole my whole point. Like their success was built because no other countries were developing the, the women's game like U.S. was, mm-hmm. and so now that other countries like, oh shit. We can Let's, do this too. Oh, we yeah, we gonna have professional women playing. Oh shit, we're gonna give money to our federation now. Yeah. Oh, and best believe, they, oh, and we're gonna play. We're going But they just started four years ago. And look, and look how quickly they, they've escalated to the point where they can actually compete with against us. They're competing against us because they're. Well, we talked about the favoritism. We're not well, bringing the right women in the team, but they're still they're still quality. We're in the we're, team. we're not evolving as a so, program. So are you? So you're basically saying that U.S. is going to win it. Yes. Okay. Women's team are going to win it. Period. Mm. Wow. Period. Fresh take. Period. Hot. It's a fresh take. There's no hot. Fresh take. Listen, it's a cold take. No. It's a cold take. No. They're a heavy favorite to win it. Mm-mm. Okay. 
Okay. If you've seen put, them, like if you go back to the 2016 World Cup when they got knocked out in the quarterfinals. 2016, they were playing with a bunch of old women. And they're still playing with a bunch so of they're old women. Who's old on that team? Rapinho? That's it. Uh, Carly Kyle Lloyd. <laughs> She's still quality. Hella quality. Like, you still need a veteran on your team. Next, what's up? Everyone that scored today is under the age of 26. I'll yeah, wait. I like I'll I, wait. I it's like Thailand. I'll wait. It's Thailand. I, I don't care. It's a good warm up. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't like, like this thing. It's, it's crazy that you guys are sitting here in a fucking Cosmos jersey and a U.S. jersey talking about fucking France or oh, Spain. I, I, I have win. my L Tree shit, remember? Mexico ain't going to do shit <laughs> in the Women's World Cup. They ain't played yet. They didn't qualify. I'm about to get that France jersey, though, man. Ooh, this is disgusting. It's not. It's I support the African diaspora, bro. It's we cool. all over the place. It's cool. There's a bunch of African-American women. And hence, and hence, yeah. Who has more women of color on other teams? Definitely France has way more than us. Yes, because... Because what? France is taking the German model. Did you, have you ever watched this, uh, this Germany, documentary? Germany, why Bruh. No, 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 no. I'm talking about redeveloping, re-putting money back into growing your system. Mm-hmm. Read Das Boot. I want you guys I, to go find that yes, book. Listen here, okay. Find that book. But here's also when it goes to the cultural thing as far as France goes compared to the U.S. Where the U.S. has, when I say, again, country club sport here in America, and France is not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where you playing pickup on the regular at random places all over the place. Mm-hmm. So when you have girls of color from a young age playing me, pickup with the let, boys. Let me ask you. Do you when was the last time you saw a girl of color playing pickup soccer? Because, I'll wait. Because there's no initiative to play it here. There's no incentive. We talked about this. I think we talked about this before. There's no incentive. We talked about earlier in this episode. So, so that's no, my whole no, point. No, that's my whole no. point of scorching these, the no, earth, man. These this shit's got to be redone, man. It's never going to be done like it is no. overseas. Ever. I'm not saying, it have, I'm not it saying it to be done overseas like the same. But this is my whole point. The way we've been doing it. Ain't working. It is working. There's fucking no. a bunch of stars on the women's kits. Because there was nobody else to play against, bro, until now. <laughs> is it? There will never Ooh, be. They ain't played nobody before, bro. And now that other countries are caught, just like NBA basketball, other countries are caught up now. That's Am cool. I wrong? That's cool. Am I wrong? That's cool. I, like, at the end of the day, I say that the women's national team are, are heavy favorites to win this thing. I'm playing six-pack of... Of the high life on it. That's fine. We could do it. We we'll do, do it. Another six pack. I win. Okay. We'll do it. Hey, all I do <laughs> is win. We'll do it. Win, we'll win, no matter what. We'll do it. You know what I'm saying? We'll do it. But seriously, culture, comment. Yeah, <laughs> culture. Let us know what you think about the women. That's like the closest thing we ever had to like a, to a first take moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just I, I think it's it's crazy how negative Americans are of American football. It's nuts to me. Oh, it's like just, we just well, there's went, reason. We went 30 minutes talking about why we're so bad, why we're this, why we're that. What James Baldwin say about his country? I don't know. What did he oh, say? Oh shit, my brother. What did he say? So about he feels that to be an American, I, I I'm able to talk about it and be the biggest critic because I am American. Because you're American, right? Thank <laughs> you, Wilson. Very Wilson. I like that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Me high five myself. <laughs> so, so out of the matches that happen in the women's tournament going on right now, you know what what has stood out to you? There's still people that still haven't played yet. Yeah, Sweden hasn't played yet. Okay, I think we're, we're, Sweden I think, played today. They played this afternoon. No, they did play. It was Chile. 
Chile. Okay. They beat, beat them 2-0. So everyone has played. So they're going to match two. So everyone okay. has played thus far. So match one, is there anybody that has surprised you? Or is there anybody that uh, should have performed better than what you thought they performed? Uh, who? Uh, I think Japan. Germany. Japan. Well, Japan. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Japan. I think also Germany was because, you know, those first game jitters type of thing. So, yeah. Japan, think, Argentina. Germany's been in a, re- in a, in a really weird uh, transition period, I think, going yeah. back from the last World Cup. Because, like, I think that, like, what I've noticed, at least in, in European soccer, especially with, with the women, especially that as things have progressed on, on that end, is that it used to be Germany as basically the powerhouse within European uh, women's soccer. Now you're basically seeing everything moving over to France. Now you've had Olympic, you know, Olympic concrete football. Very true. And you've seen uh, Olympic DNA that they're basically like running the uh, Lyon women have basically been owning Europe the past like six, seven years. They basically won like a string of uh, uh, Champions League. No one's had a team and in Europe. And it's weird because once again, once again, we're an American podcast, and all we do is fetishize what the fuck they're doing in Europe. Well, when you have in the women's game, well, the NWSL doesn't even have a TV deal, so that's I think that's not helping things there either. You know, like you have you everything that's going on over here is basically representing a case of where either you're not getting the support that it needs that it needs to get, or you have it's very lopsided, and that needs to change. And like, like I said, at least over in Europe, they're trying to stabilize things to where it can be something that's that's sustainable. We're not even doing that here. We have we have a lot of work to do, a lot of work. And until and it, for us to be as good as we are, given how unstable things are here, is really a testament to what to what, what Americans we do. We build with nothing. That's what we do in this country. We, we should be a we, lot better we given. Punch, we always punch above our weight. We, like, we always punch above our weight. On, the, on the work of we, somebody else. Yeah. At the mm. end of the day, as a country, <laughs> at the end of the day, we are Americans. When we go from slavery to immigrants doing anything to native. I mean. But when we became Americans, look how, many, nothing, we, look how many successful black people there are in America right now. We're sitting in a, a nice house right now. So we we you know it's always I mean like, I know so, he, like he didn't want to talk like you got the whole Hux wife but you got to think of the family photos man good God you know was a photographer called white people that's on his on his photo board <laughs> but you but what you guys are saying is a testament what Americans do so that's why I continue to say that our women's national team will continue okay so you want let's, let's continue with that you let's said continue. from nothing. But let's go with that analogy. What Americans do well, we also are vultures of other cultures. We are built upon Listen, other cultures. We're talking soccer. What culture has a women's national team vultured from? They have not stolen any Mexican national team players. They That's have not the stolen any Canadian That's national the players. That's the what problem. That's the problem. What problem is it? What problem is it? It's going to be a problem. I'm joking. I'm joking when I say that. But, <laughs> but, but that's you know that's the thing. Who do we play next? Who do we who do we play? We play Chile next. Chile. Lost. Our group, dude. Our group is it's 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 it's, 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 it's like, us Sweden. It's us and Sweden. It's yeah. us and Sweden out of our group. It's it's not so even. culture. Let us know is our argument. Is, oh, is my valid? Is is my argument valid? Or is 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 Coach and Grego's argument about will the women flame out because U.S. soccer is unstable? <laughs> I want to oh, know. 
Well, I mean, but do you hit us up at FTC UTD? But do I, I? I still have to ask you: Do you think U.S. soccer is unstable? The the men's program. It, Overall, remember. Overall, no, I don't overall. want to stutter. I sound like Joe right now. I don't want to stutter. But yes, the the our U.S. Soccer Federation is unstable. The okay. problem is is because of there's so many entities that have a vote in what happens with U.S. Soccer, and these people only care about themselves. And they're like, I care to develop MLS. I care to develop. The, I just want to continue to make money as a youth system. And that's I the problem with the U.S. soccer. Paid. Instead of basically saying everybody come together and make a coalition to basically say, "Yo, we gotta fix this shit." But that's well, that's a, that's the U.S. soccer problem because they're, they're not basically putting their foot down and said, "Okay, we need to get all, on the same page." They're doing what representatives are supposed to do. They're representing the federation or whatever entity that they come together to, to represent. The guy that comes from the youth soccer is like, yo, we continue want to bring kids in so we can continue to make money. The people that run the national team program is like, no, that's cute and all, but we need to figure out how to get players into the pipeline. People like myself is like, how do we make MLS more competitive? People they, like yourself is like, how do we get more soccer into urban areas? So you have all these entities saying, hey, what if we do all this shit together and figure out what's the best way to make everyone happy? But that's where U.S. soccer comes in. Like, because basically they're the arbiter in that situation. So like, like let's let's take uh, let's let's find the middle ground, which we, what everyone wants, and they're not doing that. They're just they're just letting everyone do what they want. Our country is too big. Our Did country I say that? is too big. Did I say that? USSF should be split into two different entities. There should be like a, a U.S. recreational and a U.S. fucking developmental. So don't they have that? Don't they have that? They have that, don't they? It, but it falls under USSF. Well, it has to. It, it has to. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. I'm sorry for dragging on. Coach is bored. I'm not bored. I just so how about I just want my damn six pack. When, it's, when it comes time. Okay. All I do is win, win, <laughs> I win, just win no matter what. So, hey, man, how about, man, let's take a break, man. Let's, I say we take a break. Let's take a break. At the same time, we're going to say a rest in peace to Kevin Durant's Achilles, you know what I'm saying? Ambush with Bill. First of all, that was fucked up by the Golden State's front office that allowed that man to play. So, yeah. there's I'm, no way he would have been Here's clear. the thing, like, as a person who's torn their Achilles, man, when they first started talking about his calf cow, I was like, mm, yep, that's... That's a precursor, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, when they show that slow motion replay, I was like, "Yep, no, because I recognize oh, that slow motion." I was like, they mm. have they have nothing to lose. Kevin Durant is out of contract; he will be leaving. So it's like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll try to go a little. Bit. We'll go. They got one more game out of that man. And the crazy thing about it is that they needed those eleven points. They needed because otherwise, the season would the, yeah. it would have been season, over. <laughs> but you got to think about like how fucked that up that how fucked up that is. Oh yeah, that a front office knew that he was not cleared to play. So, guarantee so, they paid that doctor to say he's good to play. I guarantee it. Was just as fucked up was the Toronto fans. Mm. <laughs> See, I, I missed that part because at first I, I I caught the back end of it when I guess they realized you know he's actually hurt for real and they and they all got checked by by the Raptors Bush players League, man and I was like yeah that's fucked up mm-hmm. man like I mean like usually I don't agree with Boogie but when Boogie was like saying in his interview afterwards I was like yeah it's yeah. fucked up on the fans there all anyway. all's fair in fandom. I mean, all is fair in fandom. I mean, it, the yeah. Other day, you support your home team, but at the same time, I'm not gonna boo someone getting hurt because it's someone who's been there, done that. Yeah, 
Definitely. And been oh, a coach of players who've gone through that. Year. Once like, again, yeah. it sucks when people get hurt, but at the end of the day, people care about their team. At the end of the day, it's a fucking team. game. At, at the end of the day, day it's a game, and game. they care about their team. We, we're all and, and, and then what we said, when I, I said this before, if someone paid their money, they're allowed to do what the fuck they want to do in that stadium. <laughs> at the end of the day. We're all human beings at the end of the day. Like I said, you, you talk about people who you talk about a person who God, some supports some exposures or liabilities. Just oh yeah, oh the liability <laughs> on that man. Listen, all I know is like Kevin Durant's I think thirty or thirty one. So basically, this is his last big contract. Yep. And He's thirty years old. Like luckily, luckily NBA contracts are guaranteed. Yep. So you know, no matter what happens with him this summer, you know he should be all right. But at the same time. You're talking about someone who was basically on track to ultimately break Kareem's all-time scoring record, and you're basically saying, okay, you're at a basically at a crossroads crossroads point to where he's probably not going to be the same when he when he comes back because he's probably not going to miss he's probably going to miss all of next season. Yeah, I'm pretty sure next season he's done. Yeah, so it's not it's not even a question. Yeah, so I'm like, so he's going to sign with let's say he goes in Knicks. Mm-hmm. He goes to Nick, so he's gonna be out the whole season. So it's funny, is Nick's gonna one dude who tears the ACL and then hair the dude who comes with a tornado. Yeah, Nick's dude. That's why man. I love Nick's. That's, that's so Nick. That's so <laughs> but no, I mean, like you know, like and you're, they're both you're, skinny you're, as shit. <laughs> you're, you're, you're banking on, you know, hopefully that you know he'll get back to to a reasonable um, form of what he used to be. But at the same time, it's like, like I said, you're over. He's over thirty, so it's like it's really a, a massive crapshoot. And I, mean, I think, and, 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 and what I go back to is that you know, the reason why they played him last night is the reason why they got him at, in the first place because they were that desperate to win. Correct, they are that desperate to win, and that's fucked up. But how great things that Steve Kerr says all the time about this is more than like it's just a game and stuff because yeah, like he didn't want him to play. Correct. So that's how you know that it, it went over Steve Kerr's head that says we can't lose to Toronto. We need to force a game six. Fine, not to get beat four one and gentlemen's sweep. Right. They was like, we cannot lose this. No. So they played that man, and his career is done, and it's fucked up. They had to get they had to get that game back to the Oracle because they, they didn't want that last Oracle game to be done like that. Or I they mean, they're they gonna lose on on Thursday anyway, so you know, hey, yeah. that's what it is. Damn. But yeah, yeah we'll 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 take this break real quick. We'll pay some bills uh, with this anchor money, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> Cash money. We're gonna have a personal conversation. Yeah. All right, and we're back. So. <laughs> so you guys heard us you know like uh we're back i want to talk about you guys there was an article that just came out that the the british premier league of uh, the english premier league whatever get the it right get the name right, right. Get the, put some respect auto, auto, auto highlights can you put some respect you, on the euros please Wasn't it called the british premier league like a couple no. years ago barclays premier league barclays that's, what that's, what that's the b that's come on get it right man hey guys i'm a homer Anyway, so the the, the British Premier League, English Premier League, they decided that they're going next season to start interviewing more people of color, black and Asians, for uh, any Premier League position, manager position that come available. Okay. So over here in the United States, in um, in our domestic um, NFL, um, American Football League, we call it the Rooney Rule. Named after Dan Rooney. Named after Dan Rooney. Yep. Owner of the, well, former owner of the, the Steelers. Steelers, yeah. Steelers, yeah. So it's you know it's a great thing we've talked about on uh, previous episodes. We talk about all the time amongst our chats and things like that. How come 
people of color are not getting opportunities to be head coaches. First, before we... Oh. The Premier League. By, first, right, let's shout out to... Oh, shut up. <laughs> shout out to... Pitching It Black. You know, we, uh, we fucks with them on the IG, and they always have highlighted, you know, Coaches of color in all divisions within the Euros. Coaches of color, players of color, all yeah. of it. So they all—I mean, from assistant managers to damn near, you know, the trainers on the team. Like you're like, damn, I didn't know they had a black trainer. But um, it, it's it's a step. Is it going to solve it? No, it's a step, and it's interesting because you know, within England, they didn't have a civil rights movement like we had here, right? And so there was no, need. There was no yeah. You know, they solved racism, just like FIFA claimed to solve it back in 2016. Yeah. You know, they solved racism. It was good. Racism doesn't exist. <laughs> We're all good. Jesus. Everything's even, Steven. You know, I feel better now that I know racism doesn't exist anymore. There's no systemic institutions that have, you know, been downtrodden our people of color, you know, black, brown, purple, yellow, everything. Um, it, it's It's been solved. You, but, you okay, Tony? Like, you have a hard time over there, man. No nah, man, I'm just gonna adjust in my seat, man. It, it's these I don't I don't sit well in straight up so, seats. But, anyway, but it, you don't you don't want to give us these seats, man. I'm yeah, trying, like you know, my good. mama gave me these seats, man. <laughs> but going back, let's bring it back. So with the Rooney Rule taking place in the English Premier League, it's good because you're not gonna see the same guys like getting coach, you know, job after job after job. Like it's you know, the same does. I've seen Big Sam and Pardew exactly. every job available. Alan Pardew and Sam Allardyce just every, every like just keep on every going around they, every I mean, fucking they, time. They have the best roller decks in England. Like, <laughs> like they know everybody. No, it's it's and, and this is where you get the chance to get former players, the guys that you guys used to watch when you were kids, they get a chance to get coaching jobs. You know what I mean? Now the thing about it is like does it solve it? Of course not. The thing about it is like it gives a person an opportunity that might not have been considered. As the same thing that we see here in the States with the NFL teams, like they might just go through the motions. Like they might already I have interviewed them. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that, but already, they already have who they want. That's the problem with the Rooney Rule because just interviewing someone doesn't guarantee that they're going to get a job. Because if you already, if you, everyone has been in the situation where they interview for a job and like you can see it in their eyes. That they already know who they want. They're just right. going through the motion. Yeah. But so the Rooney Rule used to work. Now it's like they they found basically ways around that to where it's like okay, like yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna meet our quota real quick. We're, we're gonna interview in, but then otherwise, yeah, we we know who we want. We know who you want, and honestly, how close in a country club the British system is, you know, you might get one or two guys in. No, I mean, well, but you know, but the thing is, is they're going to have to kill it. You know, like, you know how we what always do, say you, you got to run. Oh, you mean like go above and beyond? Yeah, you, yeah you absolutely. You have to run twice as hard yep. being a person of color in America. So I'm pretty sure in England you're going to run like four times as hard. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, just going back to what we were talking about with the um, with the national team, uh, Crystal Dunn had, had, a, had a similar sentiment uh, last week. She came up with an interview and uh, basically yeah. like just like how – uh, how she got noticed uh, with the national team, like, like you know, it was based like her her sentiment was she had to go about, about four times as hard as as everyone else just to get noticed. Because remember, remember, she got left out in the last in the rotation. last World Cup, yeah, and like because she was like the leading scorer in <laughs> she in, got the fucking MVP of the damn season. That and and, was, she, and mind you, of course, mind you, Crystal Dunn's don't a, play soccer guys because Crystal Dunn's a, a fullback now. <laughs> don't mind start, you, me. don't start Ringo. Don't you start. Know, the niggers don't Stop. play soccer. Ringo. They're athletic. Stop. They don't have the 
the intellect Rango. to play this game. Or better yet, coach it. <laughs> or coach it. And mind exactly. you, because remember, that year Crystal Dunn was a striker. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. And now what is she? She's left, she's left just, back today. Just <laughs> made a quota for a picture. Mm. Yeah. Oh. From way downtown. Mm-hmm. I saw you it. See it. I saw that. You see it. So, <laughs> but no, it, I think as far as like, okay, it's a step. Does it solve anything? No. The The key thing, it, it's obviously coaches are obviously the face of the, of the club. They're everybody who looks to it as a leadership. But then you also got to look at the, you know, we got to look at the other parts of the back rooms that are going on with that. Mm-hmm. The, funny, the funny thing there is that I'll, as much as it is, an issue of you know trying to get more people of color in jobs in the EPL, they have an issue just with getting just English coaches manager jobs in the EPL because like yeah. you look at like the top, especially like the top you know five six uh, teams in the league, there there aren't any English coaches. City, look at Pep, yeah, yeah Pep, and then look who who is his right hand man is Arteta, yeah, you know so you know you you go to you go to Arsenal's got a Spanish coach, United has. Has a Norwegian coach. Yeah. Chelsea has well. Chelsea doesn't well. Sorry's pretty much on the way out. Yeah. Without they're not looking at a, at an English manager. Liverpool's got a German manager. Like like no like all this. Like you you have both an issue of race and you also have an issue of just like who are you developing in your country to be a top coach? Because like a, all things, all things considered, like you're you're not even doing that. But I, also this is the thing. Like I'm gonna keep bringing it back, and it was cool to see Nike touch upon it. And we talked about it in our episode with um, Busamante and uh, Lee Jakes. I, when is the time gonna come when a woman is coaching a man's team? Never. Damn, it's fucked no, up, it's G. Never gonna happen. It's fucked up because there's there's you cannot give me an argument that a woman cannot coach with a man. There's nothing you can say that, as far as that's right. I mean, there's an old mentality. Oh, I know. And England is way beyond yeah, it's, it's, behind on everything as far as it that. would happen in MLS before it happens in Europe. Period. I say it'll happen at USL. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Happening. USL. I can, I can see like you know Las Vegas Lights getting you know yeah period like but it's and it's gonna come out it, it's, it's gonna come but, out in a llama. <laughs> No, it's gonna be some fucked up shit. Like she's gonna have to wear a miniskirt or something. Yeah, it's like, God damn it, can we get she, something she gonna have right? The, the showgirls headpiece. Yeah, something like that to be be a coach. But the interesting part about the Premier League's ruling rule is that the ruling in the Asian mm-hmm. the aspect of it, because I never thought here in America, you know, that Asians were like a disenfranchised uh, minority group. Damn, they were. And, I mean, yeah, think about it. Like, there's it, a very large Indian population in England. Right. But it's very interesting because you never, because like we're so far away from it being here that you never thought this. Like I never known that like, like Asians and like, you know, Asians were being kept out of these coaching roles. I just never thought that, you know, the, the quality was there in Asia yet where someone would even look at an Asian coach for a Premier League job. So like, I thought that was really interesting to see that. I was like, all right, that's cool that they're actually saying, all right, It'd be cool to see, you know, an Indian man on the you know, touchline, like, being a coach. Because you got to think about, like, I mean, granted, you know, given their relative proximity to Asia, and, of course, you have Asian Champions League and all, Asian all that. You know. Plenty of Asian money. Plenty yeah. Of Asian Plenty money. of Asian money. And so, like, they're able to see probably much more than we are as far as, like, like who's actually, like, you know, winning trophies over in Asia. And so, like, you know, like, who over there really wants to give us a shot? Because, like, of course, they'll look at South America, you know, 
with no problem. But like, you know, like, what, are you looking at African coaches? Are you looking at American coaches? Are you looking at Asian coaches? Are you looking at Australian coaches? Like, you know, because all the except like, you know, there's there's Quality. talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of like, like, are you looking at in that direction? Yeah. But, it, it, but there's 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 a couple of details that we're kind of overstepping when this goes. I mean, as far as like what we see with the country clubs here in the states and other countries, you know, we we hire who we feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. We hire who we network with. We hire friends of friends and that type of stuff. And we also even those that we look out for, we tell them like, hey, you know, what you should be doing, yo, you need to diversify your bonds, bro. Like. We give advice to those we care about, and the same thing goes for like when you have these black players who are coming out of the Premier League. Hands down, we run that shit. Who are the Who are the um, Golden Boot runners this year? Where do they come from? Africa, what continent? Africa, Africa. Nah, nah, nah. But where do Hold they, on, but, but the question my, is where do they develop? Them? But but my point is this though: it's like nobody. Them? Wait, but this is my thing. Nobody is telling them to get their licenses. Yeah, you know, and just like you know, when you talk about legacies. Mm-hmm. And owning land, land ownership and stuff like that's the same thing within the game is like preparing these players for the afterlife when football is done. Like, what are you going to do? You're only going to have a hot second when you're hot. And I, I and forgot, I forgot who said it. You, but there, there's all these qualifications when you're getting these UO, UEFA licenses and stuff. Like the fact that most of them, yeah, they'll carry on and say, hey. Yeah, you qualify at this level because you have the X amount of years coach. I mean, playing mm-hmm. at a high level, but at the same time, you gotta hold your license for this amount of years, and then so on and so on. And then you gotta have this amount of time coaching at a pro level. This, like that preparation, letting these players know just to be even considered. So, like when you have the Chris Hughes, the only reason why he's gonna consider because he's done all that shit. But all these other black coaches are well behind because they get to it too late. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's, it's it, I forgot who said it in England, it but late. like. Basically, the sentiment was that for a lot of black players, it's like you know, like what's really the incentive about getting your 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 coaching license? Because I'm gonna get an interview, right. and so what's the point of me investing the time and energy right. of getting it when I can just fucking go commentate on Sky Sports? Now, that's in Europe. The the issues I have here in the states is I can go down. No, yeah, there's a problem in MLS about no, we, the we, state. I mean, just the whole revamping of the coaching license now. And the, it's, it's the too, amount of money. It's, it's too much damn money. Yes, and it is expensive because that's why they make, that is the new form of apartheid. It's economic apartheid, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Those who can, will can afford it, those are the ones that are awarded the opportunities in this country and other countries. That's, it's not, we talk about FIFA, racism and stuff like that. It, it's going to be a point in this country. Hold on, hold on. It's it going to be, it's gonna be a point in so, well, now? It doesn't exist, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, FIBA solved it. I'm sorry. They, 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 really, they disbanded it. <laughs> Racism doesn't exist, but it is economic apartheid. Mm-hmm. You know, not to get, like, put on my dashiki and shit like Please. that. But it's it's real. Like, you, you, it's expensive. You're going through it right now. Godly. It's expensive. No one is going to subsidize you. And even if you get subsidized, people are going to look at you like, mm, he got subsidized. Yeah. And, and they're still going to diminish your license because someone helped you get it. Because you don't have fucking money in the time to do it. Yeah. It's insane. Well, the same thing's happening here in America. The same thing's happening in England. Pretty sure the same thing's happening in Spain. What I think about there is that, like, is it really economically feasible to be a coach here? Because, like, you look... You look at how much it costs to get a license here, and you look at how much it costs to get a license over there, and you're like, "Am I really getting my my money's well, worth?" Over well, here's here? the thing: the assumption here is made that you're already a part of a club, 
mm-hmm. and that club will pay for it. But that's that's that's, that's usually kind of the thought. Like, so when you're paying five thousand dollars for you know a directors or coaches license, the assumption is that you're already working for a club that will cover that expense. And mm-hmm. when you're talking about a club covering five thousand dollars, you know fifty percent of the clubs out there will cover that as a write off. But, but but here's the thing that like. And I, and, I, and I can ask you this, this coach, um, as someone obviously that's, that's coached and been coaching, how exactly, like, what is the goal when you get your coach? Like, are you looking to just basically just coach at the club level? Or are you looking to actually coach in the pros? Like, what's what's the actual goal here? Well, I mean, that, that depends on coach to coach. Like, for me, it's because I'm a student of the game always. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to sharpen the sword. And it's funny, I was talking to the Leeds Beckett University coach today, and he – you know, he's in his 60s. He has all his FA licenses and UEFA licenses. And we were both talking about, you know, development as far as coaches. And he said for him, the reason why he did these licenses is because, you know, the game changes. Every five years, there's a generational change with how athletes are. Mm-hmm. And so the coaching licenses also kind of address some of those. Some, if they're good programs or whatever, they address on how you deal with certain things. And just like with teaching and education as well, too, whatever work. 15 years ago was entirely different now. Mm-hmm. So you got to adapt to that. And so when you're trying to always adapt and get better with your craft, of course you got to do some professional development. Right. I mean, any, if you're trying to do your job better, you want to do some professional development of some sort. So it depends on coach to coach. Some, it is just outright like, hey, I want to coach at this level, right. so I need to get to this coaching license level. Because like, I, I look at it from the standpoint of, okay, given – the issues that we have in development. So like, how can I know for certain that, okay, is this coach going to give me, you know, where I need to need to be if, if my goal is to become a professional player on the same token, you have coaches that, like, that look at it from a standpoint of, okay, I've been doing this for X amount of years. I want to move up to this level. And it's like, okay, because of the relative lack of competition at, at most levels, it's like, okay, like how exactly am I going to be going to be seen to be viewed as okay, I'm a real prospect at this level and then right. at this level and then for MLS right. things like that. And it's like given the amount of money that you're spending, it's like, are you really getting your return for? Because you, because you can go over to over to Germany. I think the, the cost of license is like maybe like six hundred dollars over there equivalent. I'm like, yeah, it makes no sense. But that's what. But see here again, it goes back to you know what we said with you sports being a seventeen billion dollar industry. So uh, what a lot of coaches do, of course, when they get to those coaching licenses, what they do in the off time. They build their camps. They do. They charge a buttload to do some type of training. Mm-hmm. So that's the other aspect. They're like, okay, well, I'm a B licensed coach. You, I can charge whatever the hell I want, type of thing. Because mm-hmm. if you're a B licensed coach, that's assumed that you're at a pro level. Okay. So then parents are thinking, oh my gosh, I got a B licensed coach that he coaches pro level. That means my kid is going to be exposed to this pro level. That, there's that, and, and no, I'm good with like, 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 what players have you really trained? But I mean, um, and it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, and not to I, say I've, that I've seen them on TV. Not to say that a coach doesn't get to that level as far as what they learn and everything like that, but it goes into, it feeds into that cycle because you know, right now we, did, I can't remember what we talked about. One of my, um, hold on, hold on, a question for you: If he has an English accent, does he automatically qualify for a B license? Absolutely, duh. Okay, absolutely. You gotta gotcha. have a British accent. Gotcha. And I'm not talking about a Caribbean British. I mean British British. Like, like Cockney. Different... Like Cockney. <laughs> <laughs> British. <laughs> Does understand do you understand me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta go up in the pitch at the eh. end of your question. Eh. Oh, do you understand me? Oh. Huh? I... What's that about? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Well, guys, we found racism again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, FIFA. Hey, FIFA, we got to update your website. Well, it, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what opportunities that we see next season in the Premier League. Um, culture, let us know what you think about the Rooney rule. Thumbs up, thumbs down. You think it's going to change some things? There was someone who said FTC UTD. There was someone who actually did think that you know it's, it's a matter of you know trying to play victim. Like it's not about playing victim; it's about opportunity. Yeah, and if victim. you're not if you're not getting the opportunity to to basically state your case and say like, hey, this is why I should get this job, you know, then you'll you'll never know. Yeah, and and like, he, that's he, why the rule was there in the first victim. was created in the first place because there's a lot of people out there. Who want to be a coach, yeah. and they're not—they're not even getting the opportunity with, to showcase pe- themselves. People with privilege will always feel that people who don't have that are complaining because they don't see that the privilege that they have. Oh, it's not happening to me, so you know it's not people happening at all. People are blind to privilege. Why don't you, why don't you get it? Why don't you yeah, get it? People are blind to privilege. It's like, yo, why don't you get fuck, it? I get it. Why don't you get yo, it? Your dad doesn't give you a hundred thousand dollars to start a business. No, nope. It's no. like. I couldn't even get I couldn't even get fifteen right after my daddy. I had to beg my daddy to borrow a car for prom. Like, like you know your daddy? Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> so, happy Father's Day, everybody! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm joking. I love my so, dad. My hey, dad's still to, in my to, life. To all the kids and mamas and all that stuff, take care of your daddies this weekend, man. You know, Please. You know, hey, they, hey, we get dads. Hey, we get no hey, love. Hey, all the women that take care of your zaddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is a family show, right? Oh, Please, so, this is a family show. While we're talking about family shows, let's talk about transfer rumors. You guys heard any good ones or any good transfers that happened? I heard a very spicy one. Actually, late spicy, last night on on, on on Monday night, De Rossi from Roma, maybe on the way to LAFC. And FC or Galaxy? No, LAFC. I thought the roster was full. That's no, so, a, so, so, they, so, they, so they just uh, sent uh, one of DPs back to Portugal. Okay. And I, I think his name is uh, Horta. Uh, I think it starts with H. I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he just got sold over the weekend. So that opens up a DP spot. Now, of course, granted, Daniela uh, Dederossi, you know, Roma legend, he – I think he's like 34, 35 now. So, like, he's up there already. So, it's like, you know, do you really want to, you know, give up a DP spot for something? Because, like, you know, he's he's done a hard 16 at that. So, right. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I question as far as, like, how much he really has left in the tank. But, uh, you know, you know, if you want to do, like, a, a year and a half with him, you know, that, that, that'd be all right. But I wouldn't give up any he's, DP money for that. He's 35 years old. Yeah, yeah. that's not worth That's, that's why I was like, eh, That's okay. some TAM money. Ain't, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you know, give, give up some TAM. I, I, would, I wouldn't do a DP. Was it uh, Valencia to Miami? Yeah, Valencia. See, yeah, Miami's starting, starting, starting to get, you know, going as far as, you know, look like, like, like how do we really want to go about, you know, building up this roster course, you know. You, you you definitely have the cultural aspect down there because you know you have it's international as hell. Yeah. International as hell, you have everybody vacays. So everybody. The thing is though, Miami could really fall flat on their face. Like remember when um, NYCFC came in, they brought in all these great fledging like European stars, and some of them just didn't perform. Right. Well, see, so, I think that's a different Miami situation. Could do the same thing. They could. I think that NYCFC was a, a, a special case because basically they they were. 
essentially a feeder club of Man City. Yeah. Here, you know, but, Miami is, you know, their own thing. And I think that – and granted, they're, they're going to have their own spot. They're not yeah. going to be playing in a baseball stadium. Okay, so what has what has Beckham done in his history as a GM to bring like, – I, I mean, I what is there to do? But, like, to bring in players. Like, what is there to I, do? I've never seen him bring in players when he was at – Well, was at I, I think that – when he was at Madrid, he wasn't like, "Hey, come play with me." Like, he didn't have LeBron, to. Like, I oh, use it, he didn't I use have it. to. No, but I'm saying, but I, I think about like how LeBron was like, he's he's like a player's coach. He's mm-hmm. like, everybody want to come play with LeBron. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone knows Beckham owns this team, but right. it's like, but what incentives? Like, what do you get coming to play for? You Beckham? get to you get to live in Miami. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Miami, <laughs> Miami rains a lot. Miami, the city sells itself though, because like you said, everybody vacations. Everybody's because like, like, everyone I mean, vacations on South Beach, right? South Beach, of course. Miami. Oh it's yeah, no, there's two different. Places. There's two different. Yeah, Woo! I know. Woo! There's two different. We, we do a Liberty City, bro. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Oh, but no, oh, oh, oh. honestly, you look at Miami, that, and that's how I personally I feel Miami is. Not no, I agree with you. That it could be fool's gold. It, it really could because be fool's think about, gold. We talk about Liberty City. Liberty City has produced so many NFL players, right? Right? Because yep. they had the grind it out. They had so the, think about how many of those kids that are in Liberty City that come from these Haitian Jamaican backgrounds that are playing soccer in between and they're playing football. So, so, that who don't make it into the hold football program? So, so, if so, Miami starts next year, twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty, yeah. Why don't they have a youth program? Answer that to me. Answer that, gentlemen. How do you know they don't? Because they, they did no goddamn press release about it. That's what happens in 2019. If they had a press release, it ain't happening. Uh, so, Greg, so, no, answer that to me. So, no, shout out to nobody. No, answer no, that to no, me. No, How no, come no. Miami? Fuck Vice by, by City. Vice City. No, no, I wasn't why that. don't enter Miami have a youth team? You guys, instead of being karate and proud, y'all need to ask why the kids ain't Most getting Most of them chance. are the Hollywood, probably. They yeah. probably are in Hollywood. I say, are, are you looking at the... Is, if there is an academy, there is. No, I wasn't looking up. I'm sorry. Look it up. I was, I was Yo, we need a, we need an intern. Yo, hey, culture. If you <laughs> listen, culture. If you there's need, some college student who's on break right now. Culture. If you need something to do on Tuesday night, <laughs> I'll sign up, it off. Hit up Grego or Tony and tell them I'll sign off. The qualifications Certainly, to come kick us. Internship hours is like soccer. Okay, street. okay. Hold there on. we go. So hold like, hold no, on. seriously. So, like, he can give you he can give you internship hours. And this is a legitimate this is charity, thing. right there. You go. As as of last month, they just invited 150 uh, players to the first uh, youth academy cohort. So that's not a that's not a academy. Or they're trying to build it. So it's not there yet, but it's on the way. We've known about Miami since uh, Clinton was in office. <laughs> Man, Miami was getting a team. Miami was getting a team. So how come they don't have – Miami should have, like, the toughest youth program. I'm asleep, though. Y'all don't wear this. Transfers. Hey, Eden Hazard, he finally got – they cut the check. He going to Real Madrid. You know, he getting the money. And he getting number seven, too, right? He's getting number seven. Whew, pressure. None, none whatsoever. <laughs> no, no pressure. no pressure at all. So, how do you guys feel? You guys think that Eden Hazard, has he earned the Real Madrid uh, the, the Real Madrid signing? Or is it because he just is the right time and the right place with them going through the rebuild? Because they well, have been spending some money. They've signed four players in the past already. two weeks. Well, I think that financial fair play. Hello. Oh, no, that's that's come down. We know so, that. Sadat has won Hazard for like back when he, of course, he was there the first time. He wanted him back then. I think the problem back then is, of course, he's still at Ronaldo, and you know, there's always so many wingers that can really, you know, do what LeBron, he does and Vinicius, still flourish. Was, was Vinicius, uh, but uh, I think that 
I'm still mad he didn't make the Brazil team even after Neymar got put out. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, but no, I think that I think for what he's put in with with uh, with Chelsea, I think that you know the spots warranted. You know, like I, I think that. What does I, that mean? What does warranted mean? Like. I think that you know what he did at Chelsea. He deserves to go to one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah, like he's been one of the top. Uh, yeah, he's been a top five player on, in the yeah, EPL. He, yeah, you can't even like. His... I'm, I'm asking the question. I'm not saying anything about it. Okay, it, it sounds very editorialized. No, that's all. No, I want to know how you guys like. He's been, he's been a top five player in the EPL since he's got since he I mean, went even, to Chelsea. Even when he was on his dark days and his bad nights, like he still is. Even when Mourinho came back, he was still like. Yeah, I didn't want to like him, but like the brother is bad. I mean, he he puts in work. I think that you know for he's for a game what changer. for what Real needs as far as you know their their particular rebuild. He's a good he's a good guy I to start like with. This. Anytime that ball is in attacking third and he's in the area, he's gonna handle it. Yeah. So so I, I think that like he's a step in the right direction. Of course, there's, there's still other pieces that you really have to figure out as far as especially in their midfield. So uh, no, he's he's one step, but he's not the he's not the whole step. So, so let, me, let me ask you, it's transfer season. Uh, Gareth Bale, do you think he stays one more year? No, no. He's on his way no, out. He's gone. But no. I hope he doesn't during, come to United. Please don't the, come to United. During the, during the rebuild. So Please you, don't come to United. Do you think he's coming to United? There's a lot I of rumors. you don't want him to. I don't want him to, but there's rumors of that. And then it's like, okay, we, we gave her the pub, but then we inherit another person that's going to be another headache. I don't think, think it'll be a headache. That's the thing, leader? though. I don't think it'll be a headache. I think it matters, like, can he stay healthy? What was that? Why do you feel Pope was leaving? There's I think no that I think that I think he's being pushed. Died. I think he's pushed to. The rumors haven't died. I've all been on the internet. There's nothing. The, the, the internet tells you everything, man. Uh, but, no, but yeah. I, but I think that. But all pages. But I think to answer your question, you Black Sports Online. I went to Black Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Black Planet. God, oh, I love Black God. Planet. So, like, you oh, know, God. I mean, I, I, I mean. You know that rumor. I, I still think there's a good chance of him leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's a done deal. Type I mean, thing, but there, there there was talk that I mean it, it keeps going back and forth because of course you you have the the big rumor has basically tag. been what well, one the price tag like you know going to Madrid then Ole Gunnar wants to make him captain and so like it, it's been it's been going back and forth and I think that I think as far as just my personal opinion is that given. What's needed to rebuild that squad is probably better off that he does leave because yeah. you can use that money to go in and reinvest. Not that, but like the fact that he was the leading scorer—that's the problem. He should not be the leading scorer on this team. Yeah, you got Lukaku, you got Rashford, you got Martial. I mean, shit, you can even throw Lingard in that. Mm-hmm. He should. Pogba should not be the leading scorer. All things considered, no, he should. He should not be the leading I, scorer. I think on the that team. I think that his numbers were. Good for and what, for look his how position. many of those were PKs. So, yeah, seven or so were yeah. PKs. So, I think his numbers were decent, but I think that you know, like he can't be that can't be the best that you have. Like you, like he should be complimenting what the strikers thank you. are That's producing. That's what I'm saying. Like he should yes, not be the leading. He's scorer. a midfielder. So you know the rumors of uh, PSG uh, O Block. He wants to come. Jan. Yeah. Oh no no. Well, Jan uh, wants to come to Manchester United. Uh, Griezmann. Uh, maybe he's going to PSG. Yeah, Griezmann, he did go to. Well, I was talking rumors, but Griezmann is going to PSG. It's good for him. Yeah. Like the play where you know play at home, like play, you know that's good for him. I think it's I, a good team to play for, and he's proven himself down. All I always I, have have PSG a bit of a. Win I always have a bit of a Duh. an issue. <laughs> Duh. There's always a shortcoming with PSG because it's obvious over here. Because for the most part. <laughs> 
I always have an issue with uh, with PSG for the most part because all these considered, at least as far as domestically within league league on, is really just in. Like you know, every so often, like you might have a Montpellier or Monaco win win a trophy, but for the most part, they're their own competition, and it's like like how do you really how they not fuck it up? That's yeah. basically what it comes down to. And, Wouldn't it be dope if PSG was forced into becoming two separate clubs like Paris United versus? I mean, I th- I th- well, my thing is like. When they hosted uh, Euro 2016 and they started reinvesting all their stadiums and everything, my hope was that you know you would there would be an influx of investment to make uh, the France system stronger because of course you have the money uh, with PSG and all the, all the Arab money and everything, but at the same time like. You know, you're the racist. Mo- A-Rab is you're racist. racist. You're racist. It's a song, man. <laughs> it's Arab. He's racist as hell. But but no, I, I think that you know. God, he's not for the culture. I'm all culture, baby. All culture. I I, 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 I I walk in with. I walk in smell like cocoa butter, man. <laughs> but no, I, I think that you know you have Marseille, Lyon, uh-huh. Monaco. Like like where is. Where is PSG's real competition within within uh, within that league, and and that's where like you you end up like after a while like you might win a couple of titles and everything, but after a while it's like you get bored like like Neymar is already trying to go back to Barcelona and everything, so it's like yeah like what do you do? Because there's no parity in Europe. There's no parity in France. There's no parity in There's parody uh, of all places. It's actually parody in England, which there is, is. Kind of crazy. You, you hear me say it? Didn't he was he won. He was like, yeah. wait, uh, I didn't, I didn't. Brexit, baby. Brexit, baby. Hello. Oh no, I, I, <laughs> he I, backed I, it. Boop, I said, boop, May's boop, gone now, boop. so you know, May's gone. So, so like, I think May's that's, gone. Yep. That's that's they got to revolt. That's about to be a wrap pretty soon. But I think that you know, all things to like you know, of course, as we go into the summer and as you know, rumors start getting. Getting hot and heavy. Before, wait, before you do, the we'll overview. try our best to follow them. Can I, can I ask you one? This is, there's another big piece. Of, I mean, you know, obviously us being Manchester United fans. I'm not anymore. No. Who you who you dropping to? I, I'll make that announcement God, before the season. You're starts. so American. <laughs> you're so American. Hey, I'm out. Hey, hot episode. The decision. The decision episode. <laughs> who is Ringo supporting? Yeah, Taking my talents oh to, to to Nor- to Norwich City. <laughs> Do a whole episode. No, he's going to He's going to join Reggie. Would you be with Reggie? He's going to be a cherry. He's going to be the second black cherry. Well, there's always two cherries on a stem. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. Sometimes three. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so DDG, David the head. They're going to give him another offer. They're going to they're going to they're going to cut the check. They're not going to let him go. Uh, yeah. They're not. I, him I, go. I think it's easier to keep him than to really like cuz I all they can still like like where would he go? Yeah. I mean, like you know, I know PSG wants to, wants to get him because because he's a, a an Atletico project uh, pros, uh, product. He can, obviously, he can't go to Real Madrid. Probably can't go to Barcelona like that. So, who else is left? You know, like you know, is he going to go to basically like LAFC, uh, PSG? Yeah, I don't think he's going to uh, Juve. So it's like, yeah, there really aren't that many options. So he might as well. So like, it's really just he might as well go and stay where he's at. Antichrist and go to Manchester City. That ain't happening. What storylines? Right. That's cool. I mean, because that I was your hey culture. Let us know what transfer rumor that has enticed you in this offseason. So Ringo, when it comes to your decision day, what color FTC hat will you be wearing on that day? You guys gonna have to tune in to find out. Mm. Mm. Or the camo? 
<laughs> Red. So, Grego, if I wanted to get some FTC gear, where do I go? Now that everything is finally updated, you can go to ftcutd.myshopify.com. Where, what can I find on this beautiful website? You can find our up, all of our updated merchandise, our culture established shirts, our our team color shirts, five panels, dad hats. Uh, we, if if you were in Canada and you need a hoodie, we we got you. Uh, you know, like we we've. We finally everything that that we've been talking about the past few weeks as far as with fallen arrows, uh, everything is uh, is up and running. Uh, we actually just had a, um, orders are already coming in. Um, thank you to everyone that's already been supporting, and you know uh, we got more we got more good shit coming because I, I I've been showing the guys our name we, we got uh we got actually we got some brand new new stuff like we haven't even posted online yet. Uh, thanks to our guys, our partners up in up in uh, Madison, I, I, I made some very special uh, shit for them. Like y'all will be seeing oh, those. Some of it was sacrilegious. I feel like I need to go yeah. take a bath. Just like yeah, shut in Madison. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're gonna be turning heads. Oh <laughs> yeah, <division>. oh yeah. <laughs> Don't be doing that. <laughs> that head is gonna be turning around. Three sixty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What does that mean? The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, uh, yeah, catch, catch all of our, our our good shit there. You know, make sure you support us. You know, what we do here, you know, will help us. You know, put it, put in more stuff here, whether it's you know us traveling out to see you guys, or just you know improving our, our show here so definitely you know make sure you you, you see what you need and uh, and get what you yeah. want. Maybe you can get something for Dad for Father's Day. You know. You know I what? That'd be a good Father's Day gift. Maybe I should do like a like a like a coupon code or something. Yeah. Yo, Day. Madison followers, man, let us know what's going on with the club. Like right now, like you guys are in a tough spot right now. You've lost your last four. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you guys fuck with the culture. Let's like I want to hear like some. Ringo's answers. not putting you on blast or anything. You know, like I, I'm saying you know you guys fuck with us. Like let us know what's going on with the club. Like you know, is it? It, it, you know, this is a tough spot right now at the beginning of the season. You know, like what's what's going on? Let us know. That's all you got. You sure? Yeah, man. You done? I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. You know, you talk about the merch. All right, so I got a question. What's you know, we already have one six pack bet. Oh yeah, so I, I want to thank Coach for bringing in these six packs. You know, because for no 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 no, no. What, you, what you what you what you thanking for? I'm thanking Coach for that ass whooping. That Memphis took from the Indy 11 to bless me with this six-pack. Bluff City Mafia, we need to holler at your boy Ringo. At Give the, him that smoke. The, at, at the Ringo Show. At the Ringo Show. Yeah. I, I don't know. Are you still online? I don't know. You go dormant. You come back in. I mean, it's like. He be ghosted. Like, you, you tell us, like, hey, I'm, like, whoosh. I'm, I'm like a locust, man. Seventeen out. years. Seventeen. You got catch me. You catch me, player. So, all right. So, what's our next? Let's look at the schedule. What's coming up? Six pack bet. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, we talked about the women's. You know, the U.S. women's national team. That's a six pack. bet. We should talk about the African Cup nation next week. Like, we will. Yeah, yeah, that we'll, starts out next week, right? Yeah. So next, yeah, kicks off next week. We're gonna do a deep dive. We're, let's all pick a team. We can't pick the favorites. We, we can't. We, we, no favorites. I don't, I don't know who the favorites are. So that 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 damn. start. That, <laughs> damn Euro snob. Damn. Colonizer. No. So you cannot speak. 
Listen, we're all three of us are gonna pick a team. Um, we maybe get, hopefully get Rashad on here so we have four teams on here, and we're gonna talk about we're gonna to explain why our team is going to win the Afcon tournament. So you guys, I can't wait for you guys to hear that. It's gonna be a hot ass episode. Time out, no. You keep dodging. What's our six pack bet for next right. week? So next week, God, what month is this? We so of course, June, all right. June 11th. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, player. Keep talking. I'm gonna keep looking. Oh, we, you know, we got, we got oh, Gold we got. Cup next week. No, Gold Cup starts uh, next next week. Oh, we got to start next week. USL, That's what I'm saying. So I know, obviously, you know, my 901 FC is playing Orlando tomorrow. Uh-huh. Is it tomorrow? Cause no. Because they got um, they got they're, they're the Open Cup. Cup. Yeah. Open oh, sorry. Cup. They're playing. They play Orlando. Yeah. I thought you were talking about because so they play they play Orlando tomorrow. Open Cup. Yep. So St. Louis beat Chicago. Hello. Mm-hmm. Okay, Midwest. Okay. Shit, I'm probably gonna get sued for that. So Memphis plays Ottawa Fury on Saturday the 15th. Is it in Not Canada? <laughs> Who's New Mexico got? Uh, New Mexico. Can New Mexico fix that pitch? Yeah. It's looking like Trinidad up in there. It's, New it's, Mexico is playing Las Vegas. Ooh, that's, 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 that's a nice one. Ooh, that's a that's interesting. One. Hey, are you trying to see all them lights? Huh? Did they got the helicopter drop coming? <laughs> Did they got the DJ in the locker room? Yeah, it, it's um. So they're playing in New Mexico. So. Oh, nah, I ain't taking that one. Bet? Nah, that's home field right there. All right, let's. All right, so let's let's get something. Let, let's let's go with just a random one. Let's. What about uh, Phoenix Rising and uh, okay. scene? Drugwood versus Orange County. Johanna. That's actually a, a pretty good match. Yeah, uh, let's uh, do that one. What you got? Oh, Drugwood. Are you going to take Drugwood? Drugwood. So cool. So coach is going with Phoenix. I'm going with Orange County. We'll do that. There let's we go. Let's do that. Six-pack go. bet going on. The, uh, the bet continues. Wait, 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 wait. What day is that? That is on Sunday at 1030. Woo! ESPN oh. Plus. It's on ESPN no, Plus. No, Saturday. Saturday 15th on ESPN so, Plus. So what, what are we celebrating this weekend? Father's Juneteenth, motherfucker. God damn. So how you going to advice to a, he to a barbecue? That, he lobbed you up on that one, bro. How, how Listen, you go- I can't have no more invites. So I'm trying to dodge the bullet. Because that list got a little long. But hey, we're celebrating Juneteenth at my house, man. You know. Um, uh, excuse me. Uh, what is Juneteenth? I'm so, sorry. So for, for those of you who don't know, A. Grego's turns. I mean, you know, if you don't know Juneteenth, man, do your Googles, man. <laughs> we so, hey, shouts out. Hey, my house is going down. We celebrate life this weekend, man. If you got to invite. Celebrate freedom. You know, we celebrate life. We celebrate being young, black. And free, so like if you got an invite, come through next year, man. The culture might do something a little bit bigger, a little bit better. So, shouts to everybody, man. Being black, beautiful, making money out here. Whether you're light skin, dark skin, no matter. No, it don't matter, man. At the end of the day, no pig man at all. Or if you you blue. At the end of the day, man, we we run this country, man. So, so yes. In the meantime, catch us on the socials at FTC UTD. Yes, uh, like I said, catch, catch your merch, catch your social medias. Socials. So, yeah. catch that smoke. Catch that smoke. Free smoke yo, is Grego, everywhere. Hey, Grego said, yo, he, it's summertime. He ain't smoking nothing right now. So, like, somebody throw some heat his way. Seriously. You know what I'm talking about? Please. You over Stump. here got him on his keto diet. He trying to fucking grill out here, yo. Y'all, y'all remember that show, Stump the Swab? Yeah, yeah. You remember oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Damn, bro. Don't 
don't try to age me like that, please. Y'all don't he's, stop. He's, oh! Oh, yeah, that, that I was want, my shit. I want to smoke the Greg. That's the new challenge. I want the Greg. I want to be on that show. Seriously, I want to see who can smoke Greg O, yo. I wanted to be on that show so Stone bad. Yes, yeah. I did. I, I mean, I, I, I'm a bottomless pit of sports knowledge, so yeah, I would, I would take that. Young one, Google that. Okay. Who hit me with the Googles? <laughs> I, I want to do that. Yo, I, want, I want to do sports jeopardy. I want to do all that yo, shit. Yo, like and review the podcast. Share the podcast. We, we're having those of you that mess with us, man. We appreciate the following what you guys are doing, man. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. Tell your auntie, man. Real, tell, tell all your people, you know, share, share this podcast because, yeah, we, we keep on growing and we keep on showing. Until next week, for Ringo, for Coach, it's Grego, Dakota's everywhere. We'll see y'all next week. Everybody.